further analysis from what's playing itself out on the market scene, I'm joined by Anaki Van Royen from My Wealth Investments. Anaki, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Anatande. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being with us, Anaki. Uh, let's uh, start off maybe by just reflecting what we know about this uh, heavy data data point week. Uh, we have the U.S. standing pat on their interest rates. We have our interest rates coming up today. I'm keen to find out if you also uh, think uh, that the the Saab will, uh, you know, keep rates unchanged. I am of the view that it might be smart to front load a little at this point, uh, but keen to get your thoughts. Yes, as you rightly mentioned, the markets are dominated by central bank action at the moment, and we are experiencing quite a bit of risk aversion here. Of course, the, a bit of a surprise last night from the U.S. Fed, where uh, the chairman was more hawkish, uh, so we saw a hawkish skip and not a hawkish pause like previously. He did uh, tone down expectations for rate cuts going forward, so that's where the trouble started. Uh, the dot plot now also has a negative tone, uh, and it's reflecting a Fed funds rate of 5.1% by the end of 2024, compared with market expectations of 4.75%. So he did also mention that they're expecting a soft landing and lower inflation, but he did flag the oil price, and that, that can have a negative effect on uh, investor sentiment and inflation expectations. So obviously that filters through to the local front where you have mentioned we're going to see the Reserve Bank this afternoon. I expect him to keep rates on hold, but I also expect him to be more hawkish than before because we also have to take the weaker currency into account plus higher electricity costs um, and the oil price is a bit of a concern right now. So I do expect our Reserve Bank Governor to be more hawkish, even though CPI came in slightly higher than last month at 4.8%. It's still well within the target range, but going forward, um, he has to, to be prudent. I'm sure he'll keep it on hold, but I'm sure that he's going to be hawkish. And then, of course, later today, we're also at the Bank of England, where we're expecting another 25 basis points. And then hopefully they can reach the peak of their cycle. Another interesting one, Anarchy, is what we keep seeing with our resources counters. Just when we have weeks where we feel that the counters have really been hammered, uh, you know, there's more hammering there. I'm wondering if this is all evidence of a market that is coming to terms with the fact that China's economy has changed significantly and may never look uh, the same, may be consumption-driven instead of investment-driven, and this will have a different effect on our miners, really pricing them into what's become more practical. Yes, I think the, the resource counters, for the most part, have already discounted what's happening in China. Um, we all know that China um, is still recovering from the COVID lockdowns, and we do start to see green shoots there. Um, when, when, they, when they publish their PMI numbers, you know, it, it's not looking great, but at least we are seeing improvement. So... I'm not too concerned about that, but but if we see other external shocks, then then there can be more downside in these resource counters. And it's difficult to time your entry levels. You're never going to get it right at the bottom or sell right at the top. But I think for me, the bottom line is that that the resource counters are offering value at the current levels. And if you take a longer term view, as you should with investing, then you know you can definitely nibble at these levels.
Keen to get your thoughts on some company news out today, starting with Astral Foods. Of course, we know the poultry sector has been hammered by the impacts of low shedding. Uh, there was culling off in, in the beginning of the year. We thought we had built resilience, but now we're seeing a bird flu outbreak. Keen to get your thoughts on that. Uh, Astral Foods saying that their earnings could be down by more than 150%. Yeah, to be honest with you, I wasn't that surprised, but I did see the market was a bit surprised because that share price was down 13% at one point, then it recovered a bit. I don't know how much it is down currently, but management did have a negative tone previously. And um, I think maybe this can be the bottom for them. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic here, purely because we are seeing a drop in the prices of soft commodities and hopefully we have seen the worst of load shedding, so they can start rebuilding from here. But unfortunately, as you have mentioned about the bird flu outbreak, they, they operate in a very, very difficult industry and they need support from government. Um, so they say that they will issue a further training update towards the end of October. So let's see if, if there's more details. But load shedding costs them close to Two billion rand. It's, that's a lot of money that they have to recover going forward. Absolutely. Let's touch now on Discovery. They seem to have shot the lights out in all their divisions. Uh, let's talk about this one. Of course, uh, financial services have done well where the endowment effects can kick in. But of course, uh, people are battling uh, with health care, for instance, keeping up with their medical aid payments. It looks like Discovery hasn't felt this pinch at all. Yes, uh, very solid result from Discovery and also um, well within the guidance that we have received from them recently. Yeah, I think the, the fantastic news is the fact that they're resuming the dividend payment policy. Investors have been waiting for this. Um, their uh, numbers look very, very good. The headline earnings per share up 5%, although normalized headline earnings per share up 32%. Now, they say that discrepancy comes from the movement in interest rates, but still all in all a good result with um, profit from insurance premiums down as they had um, less insurance premium revenue, but I'm not surprised by that taking the economic um, environment into account. And then the Vitality business did extremely well. And if you look at the SA as well as the UK operations, the operational profit in excess of 20% in the in case of Vitality, they saw growth of, I think, 77%. So really great numbers from all the businesses. The Discovery Bank still running at a loss, still costing them close to a in, in the 700 millions but at least i think they probably see or also see it the way i see it that vitality makes up for that because uh, what they lost on the banking side they made up on the vitality side non-insurance income up 44 percent and then they also reduced their debt by 600 million which is extremely positive so they they have a strong balance sheet and i think overall a very very good result Anakia, I'd like to get your stock back in a bit, but first let's uh, reflect on some counters that have found favour with your industry peers. Uh, going for Amazon, I mean, I know we're talking PE ratios. Amazon's a 109 PE ratio, but the, the next PE ratio will be 64 because the earnings are growing so strongly. Um, but the reason why I'm buying it is that apparently they're hiring another quarter of a million people in their logistics delivery system to meet demand in America. I mean, that's massive. Mm. <laughs> so they're obviously doing well. I'm going for NVIDIA, which has come down pretty similar to ASML. 
and, and using which I don't normally quote PE ratios, but I was looking 16 months ahead. The NVIDIA's PE on the forecast is down at 23 or 24, you know, 14 months ahead. So it's not at those ridiculous levels. I still think this is a, a superb business and, a, you know, one of the top picks, um, you know, one of, one of my top picks that still remains even at these levels. MTN today, a uh, bit of a story behind uh, why the share price has been under pressure, certainly sort of 30 rand off its recent highs, and that a lot of that is to do with the, with the Nigerian Yara, which almost half the earnings comes from. Uh, the new government uh, devaluing that peg to the dollar, it's really knocked uh, uh, MTN share price because MTN traditionally always, always uh, usually is very highly correlated to the oil price. So you'd expect with oil at $95 a barrel, MTN would be 150 160 but Unfortunately, the Nigerian Yara and the new administration uh, causing and putting a cog in that wheel. But nevertheless, given their recent uh, uh, update about selling off their fintech business, they're going to get $5.2 billion from MasterCard. Uh, that hasn't quite been reflected in the price, too. So around at these levels, 117-ish, I think they were today, it's definitely a, a bar for us. Right, thank you. Let's get your thoughts on some of those counters. Amazon and NVIDIA, because our MTN is your stock pick as well, so maybe we can discuss that at the end. Yes, um, I agree 100%. Both those counters, um, Amazon and NVIDIA, um, the, the current PE ratios are high, but they will definitely unwind as analysts start upgrading their forecasts. Um, so those, those PEs will reduce significantly going forward. And they will both continue to, to benefit from the prospects of artificial intelligence. It's still flavor of the month. It's going, it's going to continue to be flavor of the month for quite a while still. So I like both those counters. Amazon is a dominant force, force in the growth market. And uh, also, same story, the forward PEs, I think, look very attractive. So then MTN, I agree 100%. That's also my stock pick. And due to the oil price correlation, I think MTN below 120 is just really at attractive entry levels. And the, the company still remains very cash flush with a strong balance sheet, strong management team, robust numbers recently, and the possible value unlocked going forward from the MasterCard transaction. If that fintech business gets separated, shareholders will definitely benefit from that as well. Well, Anaki, it's always a pleasure uh, hearing from you. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. That was your Midday Markets Update with Anaki Van Royen from My Wealth Investments.